Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With me, as always, is Sriracha. Hello. Now, look, we were going to talk about uh, the, 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 the president, the rally, the riot thing, but there's brand new breaking news that's even more important than the riot. Holy shit. Which is a new article from Vice. Headline, your cock is mine now. Hacker locks internet connected chastity cage demands ransom. Holy shit. Wait, okay. So I'm and tell me if I understand the context of this article. So there is a website where like femdoms can virtually lock, I assume via Bluetooth, someone's a male chastity belt. Very close. There's a there's a, a cock cage called cell mate. And that's like that's a fun little plan words. It's like a cell that you put your cock in. Cool. But it's also cell phone. And it's controlled via app. But 5G is gonna give us cancer. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, and, and yeah, but the rest of it you have, right? It's like, you know, you give your uh, dom or whoever's in charge of your balls, like the app, and they can lock or unlock your your cock remotely until a hacker took control of people's internet connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom to be paid in Bitcoin to unlock it. Well, how much Bitcoin? Check the address. Oh, I, I, I have exactly how much Bitcoin. <laughs> um, a victim who asked only to be identified as Robert, according to Vice, and this is the only good thing Vice has ever done, is this article, said that he received a message from a hacker demanding a payment of 0.02 Bitcoin, around $750 today, to unlock the device. When was this article published? Because uh, that uh, might be worth even more now. <laughs> January 11th. This was published today. This uh, is why this is the most important news in the nation. Oh, well, that's shit. He should have gotten in tether then, because Bitcoin's in the fucking toilet again. <laughs> It's still worth over thirty thousand. How can over thirty thousand dollars be considered the toilet? I mean, it's the toilet, as in. Remember how we all made fun of that guy that cashed out his life savings to buy Bitcoin at twenty thousand dollars, and then it crashed out at like nine. Well, uh, now we're back in the toilet of thirty thousand, so we're making fun of the people that are buying it now. But then, when it's worth three hundred thousand dollars, we'll be making fun of the people that bought it at three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Look, as long as I get to make fun of people richer than me and call them bag holders and whatever, I'm happy. Yeah, huh? You have, are you left holding a bag? You might be titled to compensation. Exactly. Well, this guy was left holding his ball bag because his cock got locked. And here's what I like about zero point zero two Bitcoin. That's a pretty reasonable amount of money. I might pay that much just to get it over with. Yeah, I mean, if my cock was locked, I think I would pay $750. Like, assuming there was no cheaper alternative, for example, maybe cutting the chastity belt off. But then you got to go to a doctor. And what's a doctor going to do? Say so you do it to a metal smith. See, that's the thing. That's the thing I like. It's like, well, obviously, these aren't like impregnable cock locks, but it's like, Sometimes you'll pay for the convenience of getting your cock unlocked. Like, yeah, you could go out and buy bolt cutters, but then you might end up paying even more to get your cock reattached. And that now we're in double trouble. Yeah, exactly. So um, now, luckily, this victim who, again, asked to be identified only as Robert, uh, did not have his cage on his cock when this happened. But, all right, he says, quote, I wasn't the owner of the cage anymore, so I didn't have full control over the cage at any moment. Um, seven people got cock-locked. We don't know how many cocks got locked up, but if your cock got locked, you got to let us know here at The Loudest Please, podcast. please, please send us a voicemail and tell me how many Bitcoins you sent to get your cock unlocked. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, like, get better cybersecurity cock lock owners. All right. Speaking of giant security <laughs> failures in America, um, Sriracha, we, we were just talking about this last night. Um, uh, Sriracha does not know a ton about what happened at the Capitol on the 6th. I know. I find it hysterical. <laughs> Which is, so you do know one of the most important parts of it. So I thought like we would do like a reverse Christery. I would take her through kind of like the, the TikTok of this thing in a little segment I want to call Coostery. Okay, I do. Can I throw in a question before we begin? Okay. Yes. I was thinking about going down there and selling t-shirts like well, before this rally. Uh, you know the Mega Milk 
t-shirt. Yeah. So go to Kai or yeah, whatever. No. What if we got, I, I sold one that said MAGA sluts. Do you think people would buy that? Of course they would buy it. This, this was a time to sell. Damn like it. one of the funniest pictures of the riot was people holding baseball bats and pipes and don't tread on me flags and like riding. And then in the foreground, a chicken tender's tent. Oh my God. I do imagine like how much bank the guy that set up a concession stand there made. What are they going to do? Arrest you for not having a permit as you storm the Capitol? They got bigger fish to fry and you've got bigger tenders to fry. Yeah. It's like this is the next time there's one of these mega riots, Sriracha. You d- because the thing is, everyone's going to want a souvenir. Yeah. Like ultimately. With this riot, I think a lot of people are leaving with like pretty good feelings. It's like the it's like MAGA Woodstock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't want to. Hey, we sell souvenirs that won't get you arrested. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right, taking it from the top, Sriracha. Uh, do you know why people were demonstrating on January sixth? Um, I believe they were demonstrating because. Congress, according to some archaic rule, you know how there are just rules on the books that don't mean anything anymore? Yeah. Like how it's illegal to butt fuck a woman, an Irishman on a Sunday in Michigan or whatever. And I, and again, I'm very much uh, against those laws. You should be able to butt fuck all the Irishmen you want. <laughs> well, apparently there's a law in the Constitution. It means absolutely nothing because the Electoral, Electoral College has selected Biden. But there's a law from 1877 that says that Congress, members of Congress, have to certify the presidential elect if they choose to do not absolutely nothing happens or changes (laughs) but uh, it's the books it says so that's why these uh gop guys can be like yeah i'm gonna say no and then their dumbass constituents are like yeah he's fighting for freedom with guys like ah nothing's happened either way that that that's exact. Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. So these people were coming to Gopnik and scream and hopefully get Congress to say no to Joe Biden, <laughs> which will result in absolutely nothing. That's almost exactly right. <laughs> it, it was. It's the certification date, uh, the sixth. Um, like, uh, and it is a very archaic process. All of the electoral ballots are printed out on paper put into wooden boxes each state has their own little wooden box and then the vice president opens the box and goes this one says florida's for trump and then this one says uh new york is for biden and it's like everyone already knows the electoral college count the electoral college count has already been tabulated and all that it's just like it's certified. It's like stamped on this day. Right. And it's just one of those things that it's a lot easier, cheaper to just do than try to get rid of the rule. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, and like, why is Vice President Mike Pence the guy counting these votes? Because the vice president is also the president of the Senate. Like, that's one of the few things the vice president like actually constitutionally does first person like has two powers one you're the president of the senate you break ties if there's a tie two if the president dies you become president that's it yeah the vice president has the cushiest job of the entire world i could be the vice president of course you could be a great vice president <laughs> you literally for most of the year do not have to do anything at all except wait for the president to die yeah you just got you're you're the understudy for the president like all you like that's all you got to do and like famously in the year 2000 which was the last time there was like a big like voting clusterfuck al gore was the guy running for president And because he was vice president, he was the president of the Senate. So we had to stand up there and count and certify an election burying him. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. I guess that they hope that the MAGA people hope that that would happen or so. I don't know what the goal of this riot was, but I myself sure do love a good public demonstration. So I'm not one to criticize a lack of motives. No, the the goal was this. And see, this was really interesting. So like... um. So, so uh, the goal of this was to disrupt the certification and essentially either stall or completely stop the certification. Because if Biden's not certified, then the president by default is still the president, even though that's not how the law works. Because like by inauguration day, if no winner is certified, uh, the speaker of the house would then become, but anyway, like, 
Like the hope was this was like their last chance. This was their Death Star shot. In the movie Star Wars, which I know you haven't seen, like the Death Star, the climax of Star Wars is the Death Star is 15 minutes away from the rebel base. And it's like, they got to get up there and destroy the Death Star before the ticking clock runs out. Like, like this was their last chance. And so, um, and so Donald Trump in the run up to January 6th is, t- is tweeting and telling people, Get to the Capitol on January 6th. He's tweeting stuff like, quote, it's going to be wild. Show up to this protest. I'm going to be there. My son's going to be there. Melted candle Rudy Giuliani is going to be there. Like, he's like, he keeps tweeting like like we do when we do a live show. He's like, you got to be there. It's going to be great. Uh, spoiler alert. It was not great. <laughs> well, it, it depends on what's saying. But, um, and, uh, and the thing is, and I'm reading... The Donald Win. I'm reading Reddit's r slash Donald Trump, which is now uh, taken offline. God rest their souls. And um, and people in the comments are seeing this as finally the president is explicitly calling us to civil war. Like that is how some people are seeing this. How do I know this? Because a bunch of people printed up sweatshirts that said Civil War on them. Did you see those sweatshirts? I did not. Yeah. Um. You want me to pull up a picture? No, I believe you. Yeah. And the reason why these sweatshirts are hilarious is because they're in the Marvel's Captain America 2 Civil War font. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that? Maybe they're all just big Marvel fans. Yeah. May, yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're going. So, like, um, you know, in the in kind of like the manga Internet, people have been waiting for the call to arms. They like they're always like we're standing back and we're standing by like we are ready. Just tell us where to be. And we will finally go. And they were like, oh, they were calling it the Rubicon moment. Um, apparently, like way back when uh, Julius Caesar, his army crossed like a river called the Rubicon. And it was like uh, it was a moment of no return because like he could he could his military could cross it once, but they couldn't go back. So like crossing the Rubicon is seen as like a point of no return. Okay, and it probably was a point of no return unless there was people handing out a fucking Lipitor at this <laughs> event. <laughs> well, it was certainly a point of no return for a lot of people who were banned from flights after the ride, so they literally could not return home. Um, so that's how this that's how this demonstration is being seen in manga world. Um, now Trump is doing something pretty hilarious uh, in the build up to this. He's making Mike Pence the fall guy. Really? Do you know anything about the fall guy? Um, I believe I know that. Okay, here's my understanding, which might be. I have a very fast and loose grip on how politics works. Okay, American politics. Who cares? So, okay. Trump knows at this point that it's, it's game over. Like, there's pretty much no way he's tried this in court. But if he comes out and says it's over, then he looks like a huge fucking pussy. Exactly. So what he can do is throw up the like a smoke screen and say, Mike Pence, don't you fucking dare certify that election, which will, even if Mike Pence followed those instructions, no, nothing he can't do in the first place and also nothing would happen. But Trump knows that Mike Pence is not going to refuse to certify the election. So then all the boomers can roll their fucking scooty puffs at the Congress and say, fuck you, Mike Pence, for disobeying God Emperor. That is exactly correct. <laughs> Nailed it! That is exactly correct. Um, like, it's outlined in the Constitution. And also, Mike Pence went to the Justice Department and got, like, an official opinion on this. All he's allowed to do is count He's literally like Van White up there. Like all he's allowed to do is open the box and read the paper. What Trump is saying is Mike can read anything. He can open the paper and say they all say Trump. He can open the paper and say they say Trump for life. What are they going to do? Look at the papers. (laughs) Mike, you got control of the paper. You're the GM (laughs) of democracy. He's like, you pretend to roll the dice behind the screen, but no one needs to know it was a natural one. I'm sorry, Nancy Pelosi. You rolled a four and you have negative two to charisma. (laughs) (laughs) 
Real women vote Trump. <laughs> we don't need no liberal chump. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly right. So, like, out of sixty-two lawsuits, sixty-one of them fail. And the problem is, Trump keeps saying, like, this next lawsuit's going to be the one that wins. Well, uh, my as my dad told us, it is because all of the judges are pedophiles. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's not really fair to judge him on those 61 lost lawsuits when all of the judges were pedophiles. But the thing is, shouldn't you know by now that all these judges are pedos? Why do they need those big flowing robes? I'm, so they can do stuff down there and you can't see what's happening. I mean, if you flip a coin a hundred thousand times, you're about to get uh, tails on at least one of them. Uh, well, I mean, I of 62 cases maybe uh, one of them did succeed so like uh so maybe that was the one non-pedo judge in the world correct next question um yeah so like but and the problem is trump keeps saying like we're gonna win we're gonna win we have the proof we're gonna win he keeps going he keeps getting shot down in court and a lot of people will say like you were we we got shot down for stupid reasons like we got shot down because of lack of standing we got shot down because the lawsuits weren't timely and like yeah some of that is true like some of these lawsuits were shot down on like procedural reasons not on the merits some of these lawsuits were shot down on the merits there are like scathing opinions out there from judges uh let me pull one up right now oh yes please uh, for example, U.S. District Judge Matthew W. Brand granted a request from Pennsylvania to dismiss one of these Trump lawsuits. Uh, he wrote, quote, that Trump's campaign had used strained legal arguments without merit and speculative accusations in its efforts throughout millions of voters. He said, quote, in the United States of America, this cannot justify the disenfranchisement of a single voter, let alone all the voters of its sixth most populous state. Um, okay, so this is another case um, uh, at the city's federal courthouse Thursday evening in Philadelphia. Attorneys for Trump asked uh, Judge Paul S. Diamond, the most Philly name ever, Judge Diamond. Philadelphia! Woo! I'm Paulie Diamond. I'm the judge. Um Let's see. Uh, attorneys for Trump asked a judge to issue an emergency order to stop the count, alleging that all Republican observers had been barred from the room. Un oh, yes, please. I'm sorry. Uh, question. Maybe this is a dumb question. Please. How do you know the political affiliation of the person counting the votes? See, interestingly, you don't. But you do know the political affiliation of vote watchers or vote challengers. Oh, okay. I was I was conflating the two. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, no. That's okay. It's it's like um like both Republicans and Democrats are allowed to send people to watch and observe and kind of make sure that no shitty shit is happening. And usually it's like an exact same amount. Um, one of the interesting things about this election was that like. The Republican, so many MAGA people wanted to be vote observers that a lot of them were getting kicked out because they were like, yeah, we're full. We have like 20 Republicans and 20 Democratic poll watchers. And they'd be like, so you're telling me I'm not allowed to watch the polls? And they would be like, well, yeah, you had to sign up months ago. We Actually, we have 20 of your buddies in here. And they'd be like, they're not letting us watch. And so this is actually what this is about. Under sharp questioning from Judge Paul S. Diamond, however, uh, Trump's lawyers had to concede that Trump had a, quote, non-zero number of people in the room, leaving Diamond audibly exasperated, quote, I'm sorry, then what's your problem? Asked Diamond, who was opposed, who was appointed to the federal bench by George W. Bush. Denying Trump's request, Diamond struck a deal for 60 observers to be allowed from each party. One point in Friday afternoon, there were 12 Republican observers and five Democrats. Like, um, so, so again, like Trump's lawyers are going front, are going in front of the judge. They're saying they're not letting any of us watch. And then they have to tell the truth because you're not allowed to lie to a judge. So they were like, no, there were a lot of people watching. <laughs> so it's like a lot of these uh, lawsuits got thrown out of the merits. But anyway, back to the riot. So like, um, so because Trump kept saying like, these lawsuits are going to win, these lawsuits are going to win, these lawsuits are going to win, and they kept losing. Yeah, he had to make Pence the fall guy. Um Trump is literally on stage saying shit like, if I don't become president, it's Pence's fault. Like, he's tweeting during the Capitol riot. He's, like, tweeting shit at Mike Pence, like, betrayer, you suck. I can't believe you, <laughs> I can't believe you let us down. And I believe Mike Pence was like, 
locked up under Secret Service protection in the Capitol with his daughter. He brought his daughter there that day to like watch daddy go to work. And there were people chanting, hang Mike Pence while this is going on. And by the way, in case you're wondering, was that just like, uh, that just like loose talk? They also brought a gallows. Oh, yay. Uh, why? I'm sorry. How old is Mike Pence's daughter? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, what? Uh, regardless, why the fuck did he bring her to this when he knew that there was going to be this and people were, wasn't there even before the day, weren't they telling Congress members to use like the secret underground train to the Capitol? You, you know, I'm not sure, actually. I think that just kind of speaks to how nobody expected this. Like, yeah, people thought there'd be angry people there chanting. Like, nobody expected a bunch of people to, like, rush the Capitol and, like, hang out in Nancy Pelosi's just, office. Like, hang out. <laughs> yeah, like, no one expected, like, a guy in a bull costume to be, like, going going <laughs> through the halls of Congress. Like, even Mike Pence, <laughs> the, a guy who lives on Planet MAGA, like... Was kind of like, well, my daughter will be there. She's one of the few women I'm allowed to be alone in the room with. Yeah, that that was fucking stupid. He should have left. I, if I was there, I would have been like, hey, little me, just watch on TV or something, okay? I might get a shot in the head today. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. you know? Um, all right, so, so like Trump is on stage and he's saying things like, we got to go in there and we got to toughen those Republicans up. They only understand strength. You got to march down to the Capitol and show them like how tough we are. Rudy Giuliani is talking about trial by combat. Have you seen that? No. Oh, my God. So Trump was like telling them to break into the Capitol. See, now this is interesting. Like Trump never explicitly says, I want you to invade the Capitol. But he says like, we're all going to march down to the Capitol and uh, and actually, let me find the exact quote. Okay. All right. So here's a bunch of quotes from his speech that day. Um, and again, it's it's like not explicit. A lot of it is implied. He's saying, um, he says, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. You have to be strong. He also says, um, you know, I hope Mike is going to do the right thing. I hope so. I hope so. Because if Mike Pence does the right thing, we win the election. Um, it takes more courage to step up. I think a lot of these people are going to find that out. He also says, we will not take it anymore. And that is what this is all about. We will stop the steal. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. We're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We are going to the Capitol, going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness they need to take back our country. He immediately does not walk down there with them because Trump hates exercise. I was going to say, wasn't he in Georgia during this? Why does he keep saying, I'm going to be there with you? He was not in Georgia. He was there. Oh, he was at Capitol Hill? Yes. That, see, that's the thing. Like, he was there on stage. Rudy was on stage. His son was on stage. It was a little show they were doing. And then Trump goes like, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and I'll be there with you. And so all these people think like, this is it. Like our leader is going to march us down there and it's civil war time. People brought zip ties. Like, um, people, uh, yes. I'm sorry. What is the significant of the zip tie? Because I've seen somebody on Twitter say they brought zip ties too. What is, what does that mean? Sure. Zip ties are handcuffs. Uh, zip tie, like zip ties are specifically used to like bind someone's hands behind their back. There are currently two people the media has dubbed the zip tie guy. You thought there was one zip tie guy. There's two zip tie guys. And unless they brought those zip ties into zip tie around their balls to create a thunderous orgasm while jacking it to AOC sneakers, the only reason to bring handcuffs is to take prisoners well i mean listen you can't use the cellmate app anymore i know people are hacking them and charging you bitcoins for it where are they supposed to get their cock and ball torture stereos these patriots i know the i the thing i like about the zip ties is they're they're unhackable they're analog um they're uh two 
No fooling pipe bombs are planted. Holy fucking shit, where? Uh, one at the Republican National Headquarters and one at the Democratic National Headquarters. Take out both sides. Because the, the MAGA people see everyone but Trump as the enemy. Like, they see the Republican Party by, like, not... It's like making up a bunch of like uh, electoral votes. They see them as betrayers. They obviously see Democrats as betrayers. And um, there was some chatter I heard this week on uh, this week with George Stephanopoulos, where there's a rumor that the reason these pipe bombs were planted was so that they would go off and distract a bunch of cops away from the Capitol, like creating even less of a police presence there and allowing the march to be even more violent. I'm sorry, I'm confused. So the pipe bombs were placed not where Congress was. Uh, no, the pipe bombs were placed at RNC, at the Republican National Committee and the D- Democratic National Committee headquarters, which are not in the Capitol building. Okay, so, but they're all in the vicinity. They're all like the D.C. metro area. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like, uh, you know, there are trucks found with even more bomb equipment, Molotov cocktail, uh, cocktails, um, one of the trucks had the ingredients for napalm in it. And it's like, you can't wait to assemble your napalm till you get there. You you should have had your napalm ready. No, like, officer, I'm just really thirsty for orange juice. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's got, but look, I get that they don't want to drive a truck with ready-made napalm. I think what you should do is you should start making the napalm like, when you're looking for parking, don't just have the ingredient. It's like the it's like the guy that brings the Kool Aid mix to the picnic. It's more fun to have just like a big pitcher of Kool Aid. Yeah, it's like I could tell. I've I've not heard anything about this or any of these weapons, but I believe you because those are both two stupid dumb boomer weapons. Like that, I could see some stupid boomer with their brain rotting out of their skull, being like, "Yeah, we're gonna make napalm. Yeah, that's something we can do. We're gonna make napalm." Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it is very very boomer. To to make napalm like um and like what the, a molotov cocktail i don't even think it's very good it doesn't work like you have to it's like fish it's about as effective as fishing with dynamite <laughs> yes exactly it's it's kind of but those pipe bombs it's like that'll work because like the thing about a pipe bomb is it's not the explosive it's all the nails you pack did you know about this i know what a pipe bomb is oh yeah. I, I, i'm sorry i i uh i just don't want to assume that you know about the destructive power of pipe oh, it's bomb. okay tell our audience about the destructive power of pipe bombs so, like, the point of a pipe bomb is you put a bunch of nails in there and then when it explodes all these nails go shooting off at the speed of bullets right so it's not the actual explosion that hurts and kills people it's the nails that are inside <laughs> of the chamber that go flying. Yes, exactly. The nails are the prize at the bottom of, of pipey or whatever the hell. All right. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so now so now we're at the the most fun part. So like they're all marching down there. Cops don't know what to do. Some of them are telling them you can't come in. Some of them are opening gates for them. There's like a lot of footage of like cops opening gates, and like some people are being like, "Hey, are those cops opening those gates because they're." white supremacists letting their white supremacist buddies in. Other people are saying those cops are opening those gates because they're like falling back. It's like a strategic retreat. They don't like, they don't know what to do right now. So it's like, but regardless, people are getting into the Capitol and like, this must be the stuff you've seen. This is the stuff. Was this before or after they started scaling the wall? During. Oh, okay. I saw, <laughs> I saw that. I was watching the news. I was hanging out with my friends this weekend and we were high watching the news and I saw somebody like, jumping and scaling a brick wall like a fucking ninja. And my one friend's like, yo, those guys are definitely on crack. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you can't scale a wall not on crack. That is crackhead behavior. It's crackhead. But there's a lot of crackhead energy at this thing. Like everyone's egging each other on. Um, I've seen so many great TikToks of people climbing that wall and uh, like with the Zelda Breath of the Wild stamina bar. Cause like one guy fell and he like, <laughs> Really crashed. And he like he like went ass down into a bunch of uh of um uh guardrails. And like <laughs> I'm seeing die? like the Mario thing where a guy falls and it's like dun 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 everybody loves the falling guy. Um and yeah, now we're getting into the part where like baked Alaska is hanging out in there. Um we're getting to the part where like some people are saying that Nick Fuentes is in there streaming. He's saying on Twitter that he's not or that he wasn't. He, he, like, 
everybody's kind of like now after everyone's realized like this was a huge mistake. Now a lot of people are like on Twitter, like saying like, I really was, I was kind I was more of a hanger on. I wasn't really an insider. Yeah, I saw, I don't know who either of those two people are, but I did see that Charlie Kirk tweeted, I'm sending 80 buses of people down to Magland and then quickly deleted it. Yes. Afterwards. Yeah, because this is like becoming like an optics nightmare. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a guy dressed like a bull walking around. I saw that. Why was he dressed like a bull? I do don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, but I do know this. When a lot of these MAGA people... Imagine storming the Capitol. They imagine way less fat, way more attractive people storming the Capitol. Yeah, how do you storm the Capitol in a fucking uh, mobility scooter? Yeah, it's exactly. So, like, Kevin Sorbo, he's tweeting, like, oh, my God, yes, it's happening. Oh, my God, yes, they're storming the Capitol. And then he sees that it's like a guy in a bull and two fatzos, and he goes, these guys must be Antifa. I saw that. I saw that. They were like, we're storming the camp. We're doing it. And then it's like, no, wait, it was Antifa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, um, at least they're acknowledging that we can walk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least they're acknowledging they can walk. Yeah. It's, they're like, there's people walking around on the floor of the Congress. There's people hanging out in Nancy Pelosi's office where there's a guy who's got his feet up on the desk. And it's like, there's a bunch of funny shit happening. <laughs> And it's funny because it's kind of like, it's like the it's like the dog who finally caught his tail. He's like, I was not prepared for this. That's exactly what I was going to say. And that's why, like, this is the impression I got, which is why it's so fucking funny to me is, have you ever seen that meme of Plankton being like, uh, Mr. Krabs being like, what are you going to do now, Plankton? And he says, I don't know. I didn't really plan I'd get this far. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. That's exactly because they broke it. And then they just kind of like wander around and meme and take selfies. Yes. And then a bunch <laughs> of them just left because they were like, it's like, are you looking for the for the election undo button? Like, did you think there was like a lever you could go in there and pull? And you, was there, were you hoping to like rub the mahogany boxes and get like a wish from a, from a genie of democracy? We did it, Donald Trump. We saved America. <laughs> By stealing uh, Nancy Pelosi's computer, like not the, just the monitor, like the actual computer and running outside. A dude also stole like an envelope off her desk. Oh, really? And he and he was like, well, I'll let, don't worry about it. I left a quarter. That guy's in jail now. A lot of people are in jail now. Why did he leave a quarter? Why did he Why did he do that? Because he was like, it's not stealing. I paid for the envelope. I feel like that provided some DNA evidence that wouldn't have otherwise been there. Well, if it was, look, I don't think they need to call Dr. Bones because the guy's taking selfies in, in, in Pelosi's chair. Yeah. He's the... That guy's the guy with his foot up on the desk and the media specifically, they're not saying he had his feet up on the desk because he only had one feet up on the desk. So listeners, if you ever, if you read news stories about this guy, you'll notice they always say he had his foot up on the desk. He offer one Pete. Do Pelosi accept? No. No, she do not accept at all. <laughs> um, all right. Now look, a lot of funny stuff's happening. A lot of terrible stuff is happening. So far, five people have died. A sixth cop just died, and the rumors are that it was uh, suicide. Um, in the history of the Capitol Police, like the Capitol Police are like a special little force because it's like, well, D.C. is not a state, but it's not nothing. So they have the Capitol Police. Like in the history of Capitol Police, seven officers total have died. So a third of all officers who have died – in the in the history of the Capitol Police, have died in this riot. Uh, those are the unfunny deaths. Like Officer Sicknick, he was like a Trump supporter. Oh, really? And they and just like trampled him, or they what? They beat him to death with a fire extinguisher. Holy fucking shit! Um, there is video footage of uh, of another Capitol Police officer being beaten with uh, an American flag. Um, I saw horrifying footage of a Capitol Police officer caught in a sliding door. And there's a bunch of MAGA people on one side and they're all going like heave ho and they're trying to get in and the cops are trying to pull him out because he's stuck in this door. He's screaming in pain. He's screaming for his life. Like horrible. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like, I don't want to just kind of move on without saying like, 
genuine, terrible human cost to this riot. Now, luckily, some funny people died. Um, have you heard about the dude who tastes his own balls to death? He ta- I'm sorry. What? No. There's a big. F- okay. So all these guys are like tactical, right? Like they're all wearing vests and they've got tasers and shit. Yeah. And buffalo skins. <laughs> exactly. All these guys are wearing. They have way more equipment than they have. Uh, let's say cardio endurance. There's a dude, he's got a taser in his pocket. He's trying to grab a big painting off a wall. His taser goes off down his shorts, tases his testicles <laughs> and continually tases his testicles until he has a heart attack and dies. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Pause for, pause for sure. one second. Uh, do we, and this is a very trivial detail, but do we, do we know what painting he was trying to get down and did he want to keep it or did he think there was going to be like an Indiana Jones safe behind it or what? See, this is a great question. I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, guy tased. It was a painting of former Speaker of the House Tip O'Neill. Is that one of those guys from like 1870 or is that somebody I should know? No, he's no one you should know, but he's not from 1870. He's from 1980. Like Tip O'Neill is like a famous, like, rot, like hard partying Irish Boston politician. And the whole thing was like, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan found ways to work together. Like Tip O'Neill had a famous phrase where he's like, you know, he was like, don't let the, don't let the perfect become the enemy of the good. Take half a loaf over nothing at all. Like Tip O'Neill was like known as like a great political compromiser. Uh, Speaking of compromise, this guy's balls were compromised. I was going to say that guy sounds pretty cool. I'd risk my ball health to get that painting. Yeah. Tip O'Neill, he's just like a big Boston party asshole. Um, uh, a lady was carrying a don't tread on me flag. Sriracha, would you care to guess how she died? Um, was this the woman that got shot in the face by the Secret Service? No. Okay. I, I don't have any jokes about that one. I'm going to guess that she got tread on. That's exactly <laughs> right. She was trampled to death. So there was a pretty hilarious death, too. Um, all right. So while this is happening... Balls are getting tased. Envelopes are getting stolen. Bulls are getting are getting called Antifa by Kevin Sorbo. What is Donald Trump doing? Um, is he calling Mike Pence and going like, "Oh my God, GI Joe, I see you're in trouble." Oh my God, guy guy who looks like Race Bannon from uh, Johnny Quest. Uh, there's trouble down there. I'm gonna send people down there right away. Oh no, my poor sweet Mike Pence. Is he doing that? Uh, I'm. I'm good. Are there additional options, or do I have to just say yes or no? Uh, there is one additional option. Okay, can I guess? Sure. Can I guess that he was tweeting? Yes. Okay. He was definitely tweeting about how Mike Pence sucks. He was also calling senators who were currently on lockdown and hiding in the building in secure locations. He was calling them. To be like, hey, when the voting starts back up, can you uh, continue to uh, vote for me? And uh, can you keep uh, trying to, st- uh, can you keep objecting to the count? And can you keep uh, stopping the count, please? That, w- that would be a big help. Thanks. <laughs> um, how do we know this? Because Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump both accidentally called the wrong senator. Oh, no. Which senator did they call? So Trump. And Giuliani are both trying to call newly elected Senator Tommy Tuberville, a Republican from Alabama, one of the 11 senators who agreed to object to the certification and slow down the eventual, you know, uh, awarding of the delegate count to Biden. He accidentally called GOP Senator Mike Lee, a Utah Republican. And so Mike Lee is like down. He's in hiding. Uh, this uh, quote, uh, the senators had been evacuated from the Senate floor and were in a temporary holding room. Lee picks up the phone. Trump identifies himself. It became clear that he was looking for Tuberville and had been given the wrong number. Lee then like 
puts his hand over the phone, walks it over, hands it to Tuberville. Tuberville spoke to Trump for less than 10 minutes with the president trying to convince him to make additional objections to the Electoral College vote in a futile effort to block block Congress's certification of President-elect Joe Biden's win. The call was cut off because the senators were asked to move to a more secure location. Fucking why would you answer that? It's like if I was on lockdown, like my school was getting shut up and somebody called me, I'd be like, oh, voicemail. Yeah, I'll deal with this later. I assume Lee was like, oh, good. The president help is on the way. And like, while these people are locked down and while, yeah, a lady is getting like shot, cops are getting killed. Trump, the only thing he's worried about is fucking is fucking up the certification. Um uh, I'll play a voicemail right now from Rudy Giuliani because, uh, because again, they were trying to call Tuberville. They left it on the wrong voicemail machine. We have it right here. Oh, awesome. Senator Tuberville, or I should say Coach Tuberville, this is Rudy Giuliani, President's lawyer. I'm calling you because I want to discuss with you how they're trying to rush this hearing and how we need you, our Republican friends, to try to just slow it down so we can... You There's a riot happening right now. People are dying. <laughs> and uh, I know they're reconvening they're re, uh, at 8 tonight. So, but it, 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 the only strategy we can follow is to object to numerous states and raise issues so that we get ourselves into tomorrow, ideally until the end of tomorrow. I the only thing McConnell we could do is, is patiently wait for the boomers riding to die. <laughs> yeah, or win. Like, there's a there's a guy dressed up like a bull sniffing AOC shoes. And Giuliani's like, uh, can you keep delaying the inevitable? We're just trying. And this is like this. The thing I love about this voicemail is it outlines their entire strategy. Quote, we are just trying to get to tomorrow. We're just trying to get to the end of tomorrow. All these lawsuits, it's just about buying more time, objecting like they know the objections won't work, buying more time. Like they don't have a, there is no end game. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people breaking into Capitol, licking the doorknob on AMC's desk. That's, that's it. That that was the big plan. So um, so here's what happens next. Um, Have you seen the taped video speech that Trump gave? No. Okay, so Trump speaks a couple of times this day. During the riot, originally he's like silent because he thinks what's happening is dope. <laughs> like he's like, this is great. I might still be president after this. Then it's becoming clear that people are dying. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, I think I did hear. Was this before Joe Biden was like, hey, Trump, can you tell these idiots to go home? And then Trump was like, go home, idiots. <laughs> Joe Biden goes out there and he's like, yeah, I've been waiting for the president to say something, but I guess the only way he will is if I say something and kind of like shame him into saying something. <laughs> so, but so like grandpa goes out there and he's like, this, 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 this bad. It's not good. This, nope. Trump, Mr. Trump, tell him, tell him go home. I'm tired. Need oatmeal. Sad. <laughs> alone. Scared. Shouldn't be, pre- should be fishing right now. Shouldn't be president. And, um, then Trump releases a video and he says like i love you guys this election definitely was stolen and we definitely were robbed but you should go home go home in peace we need peace love you bye he literally says like quote like i love you to these people who've just killed cops this election was definitely stolen but it is seven o'clock, which means that happy hour is beginning at the Applebee's. <laughs> uh, please treat yourself to a banana Rita. <laughs> you patriots, you did it. You saved democracy by killing a couple of police officers and tasing your own balls. Yeah. And and so and then and then everyone's like, Mr. President, you can't say you love these guys. And so then finally, like the next day, he releases a taped video where he's like the people 
These people were rioters and terrorists and they're going to be prosecuted. These were bad people, not good people. I hate these people. I don't know these people. I don't know why they were there. I don't know who told them to assemble on January 6th. I don't know who told them to march down to the Capitol. I hate these guys. Also, the banana readers are not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is hysterical because... <laughs> Like, he totally threw all these people under the bus. This was, remember, this was a Wednesday. People took time off work. Yeah, why the fuck did they do this on a Wednesday? I guess that was the night they were certifying it, but like, damn. Because yes, it was a certification the, day. You flew out in the middle of the fucking week. They, they're, they're using vacation days. They're calling sick. Like, they're getting hotel rooms. They fly in during a pandemic because the president said, hey, it's going to be wild. Come on down. And then he's like, you all suck. You're all losers. I hate all of you. You know what's kind of ironic is I think less fewer people would be getting arrested right now if they would have just worn masks. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> like It protects you from germs, but also it protects you from police identification, doesn't it? I mean, all these guys look the same. They're a bunch of chubby white guys in their 50s with salt pepper hair. You'd never be able to figure out who was who. You, do you know how much DNA there is in some of these congressional offices? There's DNA everywhere. You don't want to bring a black light into some of these rooms with some of these sicko congressmen. You'd know, but they they think masks bad. <laughs> Miss AOC, you're gonna you're gonna want to throw this pair of high heels away. <laughs> She has to get a whole new shoe collection now. Poor sweet AOC. Um, so like now I think what is going to happen is that like no one is going to be afraid of President Trump ever again. Like this is just what I think. Like I haven't heard this opinion put out there. But it's like the whole thing with Trump is like we're all watching and we're like, is this the time he calls for civil war? Is this the time? Like I like remember – we were watching like on election night. Trump went out there at two in the morning and we're like, what is he going to say? I do. Because I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, is he going to say elections are banned? It's like, like it's time to use the Insurrection Act. I'm declaring martial law. I'm like, you, you don't know what this guy's going to say. But I think the fear of like a Trump coup was always... I mean, clearly, it was stronger than the actual coup, where people's balls got tased to death, and like, uh, and bully the bull is running around, like. Yeah, like I don't mean to make light of these people's deaths, but especially these police officers. But I'm pretty confident if we really got to a civil war, we could soundly defeat whoever is rallying for this. Well, yeah, because this time they had like the element of surprise, and they also had a lot of preparation. Because again. Thousands of people have to get to the Capitol from all over the country. They have to get hotel rooms. They have, people are carpooling. People are Charlie Kirk is running people buses. Like there's all this coordination. Like the next time anything even close to this happens, there's going to be hella gunfire. Like the cops are just going to shoot, or there's going to be so many cops there that you'll never get close to the building. Like, like this is. This was like a Pearl Harbor style surprise attack. And like, obviously, again, why the hell would Pence have his daughter down there if he was expecting it to get bad? Yeah. Thanks, fuckers. You ruined our chance to ever steal AOC's shoes again. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fucked it up. You had one chance and you fucked it up. And and I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up by reading uh, a uh, uh, a, a viral post from 4chan. Okay. <laughs> and the image is of a peep crying and making the L. Do you mean Pepe? I don't know how to say it. A it's Pepe. A Pepe. I don't know. It's a green frog, correct? Yes. Yes, it's not peep. It's I don't Pepe. know. I thought it was like a marshmallow peep. Uh, okay. This anonymous ID says, quote, Imagine spending the better part of the last five years having your brain and ego melted by uninterrupted slash poll exposure, flying to Washington in the middle of a pandemic to hear Trump whine about Oprah and Mike Pence at a rally, marching up to Congress on his orders to smash shit and then mill around aimlessly. 
You go home and hear that Biden won anyway, and all your favorite Twitter news sources, like Patriot Newsman of the West with avatars of Roman statues, have posted your photo online and are labeling you a, quote, gay communist Antifa actor. (laughs) Then, the next day, the god emperor you pasted into Warhammer memes puts out a video cucking himself and bending the knee. Quote, I'm sorry, those were heinous acts, but please let me tweet again, Jack. End quote. You can't leave D.C. because the airlines have dubbed you a flight risk. You can't stay because the cops are actively looking for you after one of their own died. Your roommate at the only hotel that would accept you is a guy named based underscore Kekistani 1488 who wants to show you his goblin slayer, Torrance. The sun is going down and you're getting cold. That is truly incredible. I was also scrolling through 4chan, and I've seen a few additional conspiracy theories floating around. Like, I saw somebody say that they stole uh, Nancy Pelosi's server and that they're going to they're gonna find... they Oh, they this was all part of the plan because Donald Trump needed the server, so they brought the server to... Um, the but Donald Trump personally, and now he's scanning through the files like the Matrix and finding evidence of the pedophile judges. <laughs> and then, and only then, Anon, you need to trust the process. Trump knows what he is doing. This is all according to plan. Everything is going swimmingly. I don't know what you're talking about. The, 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 people keep talking about Nancy Pelosi's laptop. It's like, a 72-year-old person has nothing important on their laptop. They use it for Facebook. Yeah, good luck finding the documents with the pedophilia after you make it through all those desktop icons. All you're going to find is that purple banana buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All you're going to find is Peggle and Candy Crush. You turn it on, there's 70 PDFs on the desktop. (laughs) Exactly. And, And an open chat window with like with someone in capital IT where like she keeps asking in all caps how to print PDF <laughs> Jane Jane <laughs> <laughs> I need to give my laptop to these patriots how do I unlock it <laughs> um okay uh just before we move on to voicemails any other questions about anything that happened or anything else you want to talk about um okay I just have a few stray questions about maybe you can answer and maybe not now I've seen many pictures tweeting around like these are the suspects in the Capitol riot and I, I like to follow a good mixture of like from uh, humans of late capitalism to liberty hangout That's I like the full spectrum on my Twitter feed have you seen any of the memes or the pictures being tweeted out what percentage of them are Sam Hyde <laughs> 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 because I keep looking at these and I'm like at this point I don't even know which one is Sam a lot of those are being put out by the FBI. So, like, unfortunately, none of them. And you could tell they're being put out by the FBI because they're, like, very low resolution, very shitty screen grabs of people's D-Live live streams. <laughs> <laughs> and again, these all look the same. It's like the world's shittiest game of guess who. Is your guy does, Is your guy a 55-year-old chubby white guy in a red hat? No, that's all of them. I guess oh, we can't boy. play. <laughs> Uh, my second question was the dude who stole the Speaker of the House podium yes. and attempted to put it on eBay. Did he go to jail <laughs> or is he still out out a boot? Very good question. Adam Christian Johnson, age 36, has been charged with multiple counts, including knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, theft of government property, violent entry and disorderly conduct uh he was arrested by u.s marshals in florida uh, you would think florida would be safe how the fuck did he get that podium back to florida i don't know that's a great <gasps> what did he ship it did he take it did he buy it a plane seat well uh, but according to this according to a statement of facts submitted by special agent jang of the fbi the lectern is being valued at more than $1,000 by a curator of the House of Representatives. It's worth way more than that. Now that it's a meme, that's a $25,000 post. FBI, 
You gotta, you gotta know how the market works, FBI. You can't lowball government property like that. Yeah, it's a meme now. You need to add the meme value on it, like that mug. You like, you remember that chain link live stream where Sergey Nazarov had that giant California mug, and then it like immediately sold out in all bed and bath and body works stores. That's how that's how you got to add the meme. But well, I'll contact Special Agent Chang of the FBI and let him know. Yeah, please do. Um, any other questions? No, I think that sets the sun on this little romp through Candyland, the board game. <laughs> that was coostery. Uh, wow. Crazy fucking day for democracy. Um, we'll be right back after this with some voicemails. End club. The boss. The boss. The Boss Baby Fan Club. Seventeen past the hour. We're back. This is Danny Waxman, the Boss Baby Fan Club, and we're going to be taking some calls today. We have Denise on the line, all the way from Pittsburgh. Denise? No, no, this isn't Denise. Oh, oh, well, um, is this? Uh, sorry about that. This is um, well, this is Adam. Stefan. No. Sorry, uh, uh, we have a producer crossed wire here, and uh, do you want to tell me your name, and then we'll... I, I already gave the producer my name. What name did you give the producer? Mine. Do you have a question, sir? Yeah, I, I do. What, what is your question? Yeah, you're on with Boss Baby Fan Club. Go ahead. Who who, you, who do you think you're talking to? An American patriot who loves the Boss Baby. Am I right? Yeah. Chris. No. Keith. No. Mark. With a K or a C? K. No. C. What's that? Mark with a C? Yeah, that's me. Oh, you're on with Boss Baby Fan Network. I just want to call and say how much I love Boss Baby. It's my favorite movie. Yes, me too. Uh, did you have a question or do you have uh, any more comments? Uh, how do you how you live a Boss Baby lifestyle? Anything like that? I just want to call and say I like it. It's the best. Uh, all right. Thank I, you. I, you're welcome. All right, that was Mark, and uh, we're going to send it over to Traffic and Weather. You're on the Boss Baby Fan Club Network. This is Super the Boss the Boss the Boss Baby Fan Club. Always commercial free, free, Am I on? free. Can I go? Am I on? Welcome back to the loudest podcast, loudest podcast in the year. Now, Asterios. We got a voicemail from a very special friend, someone who was at the Capitol riots. Are you serious? Yeah, so we have a feet on the ground. Go ahead and play that voicemail. All right. Hey, Sirius. Hey, Sriracha. Hi. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I may have been hanging out at the Capitol on Wednesday. And Based. guess what? I got the feet pics of the <laughs> hottest people in Congress. That's right. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. And AOC <laughs> and Lindsey Graham. So oh my God! If you need oh to yes. Hook up, let Fuck. me know. Miss Lindsey. Just, uh, just keep this between us, okay? Okay. Okay. You Come it. back, Brett Boy Rick out. Bring me Bernie Sanders socks, and you will be handsomely rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you all the stickers you can stick. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I see three voicemails here. Yeah, and then I went through the uh, loudest podcast. If you don't have a functioning phone, you can send us in a voicemail at theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. I was digging through there, and I saw somebody made a really, really valiant effort to leave us voicemails about their boomer parents. I'm sorry I didn't play these in so long. I uh, got bored and forgot to do it. All right, well, uh, I'll play the first one. All right, go ahead. I hate it when my boomer parents say good afternoon sarcastically instead of good morning when I come down at just past midday, even though we're in the middle of a fucking lockdown. <laughs> I hate that too. I also hate that. Oh man, you know what meme gives me fucking flighters? 
fight or flight response. Have you ever seen that meme of the whole family sitting around the Thanksgiving table looking up at the camera and saying, oh, look who decided to join the family. Oh, my God. I, I sweat bullets every time I see it. My brain knows it's an image, but my fucking hormones thinks it's danger. The only good one of those is the one where they're saying that to RoboCop and he has a gun. <laughs> That's the only one of those I don't, I don't, I don't hate. All right. Terrifying. You want to hear the second one? Absolutely. I hate it when my boomer parents make me fix their technology. <laughs> and all I do is turn it off and on again. Every single time. Okay, look. I kind of like that I'm like a boy genius to my boomer parents. I liked it when I turned it off and on. They think I'm smart. I'm not smart. They think I'm smart. Yeah, you got to dumb everything down for boomers. If you do anything with technology... Just say your job is in an account because nobody asks you any questions at Thanksgiving. That's exactly right. For Christmas, my mom is upset because the new cable box she got no longer hooks up to a VCR. So she can't tape her soap operas every day. Oh, wow. What could possibly solve this problem? I, I know. I was literally using a TiVo in the year 2004. <laughs> like, And so I'm like, I'll get you a TiVo. I'll buy the DVR that because every cable company offers DVR and I'm like, I'll buy the DVR. I, I sent her a hundred dollars and I was like, use this for the first six months of DVR. And then if you don't like it after six months, I, I won't. But if you like it, I'll keep paying for it. She sent the money back and she just wrote back very tersely. No DVR. No DVR. Now, like that. Uh, have you ever heard that rumor with uh, what's it called? Miyazaki. They cut <laughs> up on <with> this. <laughs> Spirited Away movies or something, and then it turned out shitty. He sent them back Katana. It's like, no cuts, no DVR. <laughs> yeah, and he sent that to, uh, to what's his name? That big pedophile guy. Uh, John, uh, Dan Snyder. Not that, nope. Keep naming pedophiles. Um, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Keep, keep going close, cl- um, closer. Charlie Sheen. No, no what's it, the guy from Miramax? Uh, Je- Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. He sent oh. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> then Harvey Weinstein used it to terrify sex worker. All right, let's hear the third voicemail. I hate it when my boomer parents like to think that they're poor and they didn't just buy a house with cash. Whoa! Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. My mom does that. Pisses me the fuck off. Tell, Do you remember? Tell me. When I was a kid, I used to remember thinking, like, we were the poorest of the poor. Like, we didn't have money for McDonald's. Like my mom would be like, no, we can't get a Little Caesars pizza. We don't have money for it right now. And now I sit there. I'm like, okay, first of all, McDonald's is like $10. And second of all, you're buying a car for $25,000. What the fuck? Who buys a new car in the year 2021? And my mom was talking about it because she, uh, she upgrades her cars every like four years. I don't know fucking why. It's one of those dumb, stupid boomer hobbies that boomers have. And she's showing me this car. And like, for reference, I have a car that I paid five years ago. I believe I paid $1,700 for. It still runs great. It's a piece of shit, but it still runs. That's all it does is run, but it's fine. My mother is looking at cars and she shows me just like SUV and it's a fine looking car. She's like, what do you think of this Saranch? I said, it's a nice looking car. She says, oh, I'm thinking about it. I say, how much is it? She says, $27,000. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind why and she's like oh it's not a new car it's uh from one year ago i'm like why the fuck do you need i don't uh, i hate cars i hate cars i hate cars i hate everything about cars the entire industry is just boomers and why why would you ever buy a new car i Something about the 70s and car commercials and shit fucked up these people for life. It must have. There must be something in the fucking water, man. I, like, the first car I ever bought was like $4,500. I've never spent more than $10,000 on a car. Like, even, no, I think the most I ever spent was like $8,000 on a car. And it was like, you know, a couple years old, 30,000 miles in it, blah, blah, blah. And I was living in LA. Like, I needed a fucking car. You need a car in LA. Yeah, exactly. But it's like... Can you imagine, like, like, my ideal price for a car is like five grand. Yeah, that's that five grand can get you an excellent used car. Yes, absolutely. Like a, like a Nissan Sentra, a Toyota Corolla. The idea of like car as status symbol 
I got, look, I'm a fucking boomer and I don't even get that shit. I don't get it at all. How, what, how often is she in the car? Like the 10 minutes it takes her to drive to work? Probably. What the hell? She likes, likes her heated seats, but God damn, for that amount of money to install a fucking, uh, <laughs> like to rip the radio out and install one of those portable heaters in it. Just buy heated pants. For real. Buy like some kind of Bluetooth kinetic power, battery powered butt warming pan. God damn. No, that's a, that's, I totally agree with this caller. That's a stupid boomer thing that boomers have had their brains fucking rotted out. So they don't understand, like they don't understand anything about money or how it works or what it is worth. <laughs> Yes, that's it. That's exactly right. Just papered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listeners, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you call 848-863-5343. Or, yeah, you email the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Sriracha, anything else? Uh, keep on keeping on, kiddos. Yeah, thanks for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.